Hello, this is A.R. Bernard, and welcome to my podcast. My objective, it's simple, to create a platform where you can be educated, informed, and inspired as you navigate the intersection of faith and culture. If you have no faith, maybe you'll find it here. So, thanks for tuning in. Wow, that is an amazing song. And when we look at this song, and I look at the lyrics, it says, and I'll make room for you to do whatever you want to do, whatever you want to. Shake up the ground, all of my traditions. Break down the walls of all of my religion. Your way is better. Your way is better. Here's where I lay it down. And I think that should be our prayer this morning. Father God, we thank you so much for even using the songs to start tearing down some of the misconceptions that we have of you, some of the, uh, the misunderstandings that we have of you. And as we are talking about the whole idea of hope and, and, and w- where it is anchored, Lord, we ask for a fresh revelation. Mm. Break down the walls of religion. Break down the ground of tradition. Hallelujah. And Lord, we ask that you just have your way. Open our eyes to see right now. Our ears to hear your soft voice that comfort voice, touch our minds to understand, Lord, and our hearts to just receive of how good you are in the midst of how great you are, but Lord, how loving you are because we believe that the framework and how you operate is based on the love you have for us. So here we are, Lord, naked and unashamed, do what it is that you need to do and continue moving through the rest of the service. Hallelujah, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 Thank you so much. I, that was an amazing Anointed song. prayers, man. <laughs> well, I got, I got comments, feedback <laughs> from the congregation about your prayer from last week. Thank you. Thank you for the comments and the feedback. I, but you said, break down the walls, mm-hmm. shake the ground. Yes, and the image of that speaks to Proverbs where it talks about breaking up the fallow ground. Mm-hmm. And fallow ground is uncultivated soil. And it's talking the uncultivated soil of our hearts, our minds, our intellect, mm-hmm. spiritually, our will. So that's in totality. Yes. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. That is good stuff. Yes. I just really appreciate the song, the way they sang it. Uh, it was it had me in some good worship, and I, I just so it's just overflowing you know from my time with just worshiping God and saying okay even for me where I am you know I know that there's some things that need to be torn down. And what you just said is important. Overflow. Mm-hmm. You would always ask me so, Dad, how do you? prepare for Sunday messages. Yes, because it was a lot for me on Saturdays. <laughs> like, don't bother me. Don't talk to me. Leave me alone. <laughs> and I explained to you that I minister, no matter when or where it is, out of the overflow of my personal study, walk, and devotion. And that's important. That was so freeing for me. That did a lot for me as I prepared. I said, okay, so just have fun with God throughout the week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when I get to the stage, it's just, let me tell you what my, my week with God was like. Yeah. yeah. It's true for preaching, mm-hmm. for teaching. Yep. It's true for singing, yes. ministry, the praise and worship team. You don't come here and get fired up. You come fired up. Mm-hmm. You come and you minister worship out of the overflow yep. of your personal walk with God 
your personal devotional time. So whether it's me studying, and I'm always studying mm-hmm. in some way, listening, paying attention, researching, being curious. So when it comes time to speak, I've got this wealth of accumulated information and research that I can dig into and pull from. Jesus said so beautifully in the 13th chapter of Matthew that he that is skilled in the knowledge of the kingdom is like a man with a treasure chest yep. who's able to pull things out old and new. new. Yes. That's beautiful. But that's what it is. So whether it's, it's our praise and worship leaders, it's our yeah. choir, it's our ministers, you minister out of the overflow. Even if I'm public speaking to a secular group, it's coming out, I'm translating it into the language of the culture, but it's still coming out of the overflow of my walk with God, my worship, my devotional time, my study time. That's so good. That's so good. And even, even when I look at individuals who are being creative and are using the creative platform to, to express through art, uh, through, you know, just band, uh, musicians and things like that, that's as well as an overflow. You Absolutely. Know? You, you should be playing, mm-hmm. not just rehearsing, but getting into your music. Yep. Getting into your gifting throughout the week. So when it comes time, you just show up. There we go, yep. That's it. You don't yes. have to come and get fired up and all that. No, no, you should just show up already nurtured. Because too often we, we think selfishly and lazily when it comes to church service. Mm-hmm. We feel we're going to come, get a word, and get fired up like it's a responsibility of the church to make up for what you fail to do all week. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way it works. You, the, the building is where the church gathers. Yes. That's why even though the building is closed, the church hasn't closed. Mm-hmm. We continue to do church, to experience church, to experience the presence of God, minister the word of God. So out of your overflow. Out of, well, thank you for setting an example because... We can go home now. That's, yeah, right? <laughs> that's it. That's you know, because you know, out of your overflow, you, you ministered an amazing message last week about hope. Ah. And I, got, I received a couple of questions about hope and, and um, what does that hope look like. One individual uh, sent me a message on uh, Facebook, and, and, and it was, it's kind of long, so I'm, I'm, I'm going um, to go back over the meeting. I'm going to summarize it. He says, hope is an optimistic mindset based on the positive, positive expectations, expectations yeah. right? And he said, Look at, looking at what's going on, the climate is what's going on, and he's been reading Daniel, Matthew, uh, Revelations, and, you know, uh, in preparation, not saying that, that that's where we are, because you know, I don't want people to think that, you know, he's saying this is the end times, yeah. because that's another yeah. discussion. Yeah. Uh, he's saying, he said, uh, he's not asking to scrutinize, but, uh, uh, you know, as always, he's, he's at a place where he's searching, and he wonders... What does that hope look like, especially looking at society and the, the things that are going back to back? You know, there was one meme on, on um, Instagram that was going past and said July is, is, uh, July is coming in. The first of July is coming in with, you know, people scared. And he was on a little kid was on a roller coaster. He's like, okay, what's going to happen in July? And this is where people are. There is, they're saying, okay, what's next? And, you know, and then what's next is more of a, a, a cynicism, more of a frustration with the way the year has gone by. A lot of people are excited, partying for one, you know, 2020, 2020 <laughs> come in, you know, they were partying and stuff like that. And they were like, oh, let's go back to 2019 because 2020 has been <laughs> Let's nice turn the clock yes. back. But look, all over the place, 2020 vision. Yes. And vision is about what you see, mm-hmm. what you're able to clarify, what you're able to understand. 
And boy, all of this stuff has really changed the way we look at the world. Yes. We talked about this last, last Sunday, the way we look at ourselves, each other. So there is a real vision reality to this world. We just didn't expect it to happen the way, we, yes. the way it did. So true. So what's the well, answer? Well, my answer is for myself. Let, 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 uh, let me make it quick. Hope has to be anchored in something or someone that is outside of your circumstance and situation. Uh, yeah, come on. You know, so if it's anchored in God, in spite of what we see, uh, if God is good, which we believe God is, then we are going to be good. Yeah, yeah. And you got to understand what an anchor is. Mm -hmm. An anchor is what keeps you fixed within a certain perimeter. Yes. Because the chain or the rope is tied to the anchor. The wait, anchor uh, wait, is down. We, 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 that was fast. <laughs> Please make sure you get this. And when he explains what an anchor is, and if you're anchored in God, this is going to take on a whole nother level of understanding. So please repeat that. So the anchor, the anchor mm -hmm. doesn't keep you from experiencing what you experience on the surface of the water. So let's use a ship in the water. Yeah. If the waves are, you're experiencing the waves, you're experiencing the wind, Turmoil. the storm, yes. all of that. But it cannot dislocate you. Ooh, the anchor yes. keeps you fixed yes. within a certain perimeter. Mm -hmm. So you experience all of the turbulence, but you're not removed from where you're supposed to be. So, so, so hope is not void of turbulence, uh, frustration, uh, you know, wave shaking. It's not void of storms. Right, right. Right. You could be in the midst of a storm and the anchor is what's keeping you from being carried away yes. by the storm. Yes. So, that, that, oh man, you just, you know, my mind just went somewhere else. I, I got a message now. <laughs> you preach that, right? Yes. Yeah. Because you said, you said it won't, you won't be carried away. And when you look at being carried away, how often Christians have left the faith because if they weren't anchored, anchored. they weren't anchored in, 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 in the reality and the character, the true essence of who God is. Yep, that's it. And um, and they were carried away, so they end up leaving, you know, or leaving another church, you know, leaving to another church, and you know, so it, 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 that's amazing. Right Can't there. be. Yeah, look, if you anchored in anything other than God, mm -hmm. all right, that anchor is not going to keep you. Mm, if you're anchored in anything else other than God. That anchor, it will not keep you. And think about it. It's not just for the storm, mm -hmm. but in still water. Yes. The anchor keeps you from drifting away. Mm -hmm. So in still water, in the peace, in the calm, yes. there can still be that drifting away if you're not anchored. That's so good. That's so that's good. A, that's a great message That's right another there. message right there, right? <laughs> well, you know, so the anchor of our soul, as in Hebrews chapter 6, is the immutability of God, mm -hmm. his character, and his promises. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's no shadow of turning in him, as James says. So we can depend on that. Mm -hmm. We can trust that he is going to be consistent. Yes. And that's where our anchor lies. Mm. Like in, in a relationship, you're anchored in the character of the person you're in relationship with. <laughs> if their character is weak, yes. right? Yes. And you can't trust that. Mm -hmm. then there's no anchor yes. for the relationship. And that's true because, uh, like, in the anchor, what, what I see are, are, are the, the, what ties to the anchor are, are the things called trust, yeah. right? And, you know, the four things, you know, four things you want from a man, decisiveness, right? Decisiveness, <laughs> that's right. Yes. That becomes yep. an anchor in the relationship for that woman. Yes. And when those things are not there, the relationship becomes unstable and can drift away from the original purpose of that relationship, 
which is to demonstrate love. That's good. Real love. That's Redemptively, good. sacrificially, and unconditionally. And, and I, I, so I got a, another question. Because one, another, there's a couple other questions, but this is so good. This is so good. And, but I, I'm thinking about um, the whole idea of, of God. Because we're anchored in God, and we, but we are limited in what we see about God. And know about God. And know about God. Right. Right? Right. And even with that little bit of knowledge of God, we still can have a strong anchor within God. It doesn't take... What did Jesus say? He said to his disciples, when they saw him do some amazing mm -hmm. things, they said, Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> right? And he says, what's his response? If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, mm -hmm. which is the smallest seed. So it's not the quantity, it's the quality mm. of your faith the quality that makes faith. the difference. Yes. It's not the quantity, but the quality of relationship yes. that makes the difference. Yep, because I, I know some individuals I've known for a shorter period of time, but the quality of that relationship is so much greater you go. than a longer relationship. Right. So what about an angel? Right, I'm going, I'm, I know. Right? Wait, wait, what's, wasn't this one of the questions about pain and... Yes, yeah. Crying and weeping. And yes. When you get to heaven, mm -hmm. there, you know. There's no, no more crying, no more pain. Uh, and, uh, you know. Because we're talking about the mortality of the soul. Yes, we're talking about the mortality of the soul. There will be memory. Yes. Because in, what, um, the story of Lazarus. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, the rich man and Lazarus. And Abraham says to Lazarus, to, to, to the rich man, rather, mm -hmm. uh, remember yep. when you were alive and in the world, you had a great life. Yes. Right? So memory is the greatest torment of hell. Okay, so memory is the greatest torment That's of the hell. greatest torment. But how memory affects one who's separated from God, which is hell, okay. is different than how memory works with someone in the presence of God. Mm. Because in the presence of God, there's unspeakable joy. Yes. And when we get to heaven, we're going to experience what is called a beatific vision. In other words, we're going to know God in a very clear, deep, and profound way. We're not going to see him. God doesn't have a body. He's much greater than that. We experience him physically yes. in the person of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. But God in his fullness, that's different. So when we get to heaven, all right, we're not going to, like these images, <laughs> see three people on a throne. That's why some say we got three gods, the Trinity, and all. No, God is much greater than that. Yes. Come on. The universe is massive, and yet it's all contained in God. So we have to come out of our little natural Wait, the, the, world of seeing things. So the universe is massive, but it's all contained in God. Exactly. What do you mean by that? Well, you think about the size of the universe, yes. which came from God. Yes. God is the first cause. That's yes. what we believe. Mm -hmm. So this massive universe that we exist in came from God. So it has to be smaller than God, yes. if we think in yep. physical terms, mm -hmm. right? That's good. That's really good. I never looked at it like God that. God has to be greater <laughs> yes. than his own creation. Yes. I always looked at it as power uh, oh. and, and authority, no. but now we look at do Mass. Mass, yes. Right, exactly. So, because her question uh, originally was, she said, you know, she went back to the spiritual warfare class, and she started talking about how you was talking about the, uh, and then going back into our message in the beginning about the spirit, soul, and body, and the soul... 
uh, there was memory within the soul, and then when we died, that that uh, what happens with those memories and the effect that it can have? Because you know we, we dealt with death, so we had right now in this current time we deal with sorrow, we deal with pain, we deal with crying. But then this text says in uh, Revelation it says no more pain, no more suffering, and uh, so so how do we explain that? Because I I had a hard time responding to that question. And I said, okay, let me ask my dad. At the language, <laughs> the language. Yes. Because we, we think in terms of seeing because it's a physical yes. realm in which we live. Mm-hmm. But the better question is how we will experience God. Mm. How do we experience each other? Yes. And then we think about the physical context that we're in mm-hmm. that enables us to experience each other, right? How do we experience angels? How do we experience the spirit realm? How do we experience God? How do we experience memory, mm-hmm. pain, all of that? We're familiar with how we experience it here. But once we get into the full presence of God, which is the beatific vision, mm-hmm. the clear, complete happiness, and the whole idea of beatific comes from the Beatitudes. Yes. Happy are you if. Mm-hmm. So he was presenting <clears throat> the beauty of complete happiness, and that's experienced in the presence of God. So when we get to heaven, yes. right, we're going to experience memory differently than we experienced mm-hmm. it here. We're going to experience God differently. We're going to experience ourselves differently. We're going to experience each other differently. We're going to experience matter and space all differently. Yes. So it's not going to be painful the way we understand pain. Yes. To remember things because we will have memory. Okay. We'll, we'll, we will have recognition of our loved ones, etc. But how we experience them, totally different. Because remember, we are in a space, we will be in a space of complete joy, complete happiness. That's why we can't sin once we go to heaven. Wait, wait, okay, we, we, there's, there's a couple of things. And I'm, I'm trying to remember all because you said a couple of things. So basically, our understanding is completed. So therefore, we look at it as a bigger picture, Absolutely. not as an isolated situation. Yeah, right here, we see in part, yes. we know in part. Mm-hmm. We experience everything partially. We don't have clear vision here. Bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. But when we get there, everything is going to unfold and it's going to make sense. So no longer will the pain be associated because now there's an understanding. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. Exactly. I'm, I'm processing. I'm processing. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lot. And then another thing you threw out there, which I, I, I pray that you guys caught, he said, we won't be able to sin no more. Please explain that. Well, what is sin? The basis of sin is temptation. Yes. If you are in a perfect ultimate state of happiness, what can tempt you? Wait, 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 go back, go back, go back. <laughs> All right, let's try it again. Yes. All right, sin is a result of temptation. Yes. Right? Adam and Eve, going back, they were tempted in the garden. If you're in a state of, which they were not in that state of beatific vision, mm-hmm. but if you're in a state of ultimate, complete happiness, yes. what is there to compare with that happiness that will lead you away from it? So the temptation is actually responding to your, your lack of being whole. Absolutely. Mm. That's good. Because even Adam and Eve, all right, Mm -hmm. they had not sinned, but they had the capacity to sin. Yes. And God presented alternatives to them when he said, you can have all of this except this one. Mm -hmm. So now it presents an opportunity for temptation because there's something within that good creation that's off limits. Yes. You see? But in the fullness of God, the fullness of his presence, there is nothing there that can even entice us 
because we're now experiencing that full joy. Yes, we're released good. from sin, mm -hmm. sickness, disease. We have a different body, different physical essence, right? That we will have in the resurrection. Our soul and spirit has a, what is called an incorporeal body, all right? Which is our existence beyond this physical body. Incorporeal body. Yeah, without a, a spirit, without a body. Okay. We don't need a body, mm -hmm. right? So the whole dynamic is different. So you won't think of things or see things the way you think of them and see them down here. So you'll experience God differently. You'll experience yourself and others differently. You'll experience everything differently. This is good. This is some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and we weren't even supposed to go here. We were uh, about, we're supposed to know, talk about justice, justice equality, right? and equity. And, but yeah, but I, think about it. In John where it says, Jesus says, no man has, no, no man, I'm sorry, no one. Yes, no one. Has seen God, mm -hmm. the only begotten son, he has revealed him. Mm -hmm. And then there are other passages in John 12, 45. There are passages that says that no one has seen God. The son has revealed him. So what is that saying? Because in the Old Testament, we've seen mm -hmm. Moses seeing God and didn't die and <laughs> Abraham and all the other. No, God veiled his power mm -hmm. in a way that it can be experienced because there were other situations where men stood before God and passed out. Yes, yep. So he has to veil that power, all right? So the, the, the incredible thing is how he's able to put his fullness in Jesus. Yes. The fullness of his character, mm. all right? So it's not that explosive power that we think of. No, it's the fullness of his character, his love, his, his life, character. and his light. Yes. Was represented, personified in that body called Jesus Christ. You, got, you, get, you get in the language. You get it because <laughs> Dr. Ra has taught us that he who has the language controls, controls the, the conversation. conversation. That's right. And, and, and this is language, you know, that we, we, we need to be able to have. That's it's so good. So let me ask you a question. What about angels? Angel, have angels seen the completeness of God? Well, think about Isaiah chapter 6 when he has this vision mm -hmm. of the angels before the throne of God. Yes. The scripture says yes. that they had to cover. The, the, the they had wings. They yes. had to cover. Why did they have to cover their eyes and their faces? Because they were in the blinding light of the glory of God. Even angels cannot stand in the ultimate presence of God. So no one is not just limited to man. No one means no one. So creation. No one can stand in his presence. It's, it's, it's an unapproachable light. That's the language of scripture. And, and, and that's it's pure energy. It, that's why I argue with individuals who say, oh, there's many paths. And I'm like, no, there no, can't no. be. Because <laughs> if you understood this God we served, this God we worshiped, you would not want to risk just any path. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, and this is how I process things. This is a little bit of you know, yeah, that's okay. That's good. You, you wouldn't good. want to chance any, 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 any uh, path. You, know, you want to make sure you pick the right path uh, because... Of the, 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 the well, that's why he had to reveal him. himself. Yes. The, the ambiguity of God and his essence mm -hmm. required a revelation of himself. So he revealed himself progressively, but it culminated in the revelation in the person of Jesus Christ. In him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Yes. So he represents a physical expression of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's why he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And, and, and this, this, the reason why I'm amazed now because this is coming out of your overflow. Talk about overflow how we started. <laughs> you know, because this is not even a message we were supposed to <laughs> talk about. But let's go back to hope then. 
Another question, she said, how can I have hope in an environment when my own kind is discouraging me? What does she mean by her own kind? She, she didn't really go in. That, that was the question. Was that religious? Was it racial? Was it family? <laughs> you know, I don't know the context in order to answer that question. All right, so let's, so let's move another direction. Yeah, we'll move along until we clarify, which is important yeah. because you have to ask what a person means yes. by what they say. You know, in apologetics, yes. too often we assume we know what that person means mm. by what they're saying. Yep. And that's not always true. So you have to ask the person. And sometimes they don't know until you ask them, well, what do you mean by that? Mm. They have to stop and think about it. Yes. And then they rephrase it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to the whole idea of hope. And we're looking at um, God. When you say it needs to be anchored, exactly what are we anchoring it in God? Again, as I said earlier, his character. His character. His immutability. Okay. It means he will not change. See, God doesn't have to go through a process. It's like, that's why, although we anthropomorphize God, mm -hmm. which means we give him, as you know, we give him human characteristics, yes. all right? He's not human. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't have to go through a process in order to gain enough information to respond to something, mm -hmm. all right? God experiences everything in the moment. Yes. He's not bound by time. Mm -hmm. So he sees past, present, and future with one glance. Yes. That's how he experiences it. So he doesn't have to go through a process of watching to see what we're going to do, how we're going to react in order for him to respond to that. No, 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 no. He sees that at a glance and he knows every possible outcome of every possible decision or choice that could be made by free will yes. human beings and angels as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it reminds me of that, the conversation you had about the, the, the um, chessboard. Ah, that's right. You know, right. And, and, you know, because it, that part of that is how do I hope in this God, but yet this is allowed. You know, and can you go back to that chapter well, real quick? I, I, yeah, when you say he's, it's allowed. God gave us free will. Yes. So the scripture says that he works everything in accordance with his purpose. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And that purpose, he purposed within Jesus Christ. That all things would come together under Christ. So in order for him to work everything in accordance with his purpose, and at the same time not violate the free will that he's given mm -hmm. us, that means that he is in us working yes. his will, but without violating our freedom. Yeah. How he's able to do that, <laughs> I don't know. That's a mystery. <laughs> That's a mystery, mm -hmm. but he's able to do it. Amazingly. Yes. Because look at, think about how many things we may have wanted, mm -hmm. wanted to get involved with, wanted to experience, and it was kept from us and we feel like it was kept from us. Mm -hmm. And then years later, we look back and we thank God yes. that he didn't answer that prayer, <laughs> that, that, that it didn't go the way we wanted it. Yeah. You understand yep. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because we don't have the knowledge. We don't have the insight. He is omniscient. He's all knowing. So he knows in advance everything. We say, even look at the term, mm. we use the word advance. There's no advance with him. Mm. <laughs> That's another one. There's no future yes. with him. Because one of the questions was, if, 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 why would God allow the uh, policeman to kneel on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and not intervene? Yeah, well, God didn't 
allow it. No, yes. That man exercised his will. Yes. It may have, have come out of a place of brokenness and mm-hmm. woundedness in his own life where he violated public trust and the authority and, and, and force that was given to him for good to protect and serve. Mm-hmm. Instead, he applied it selfishly. Yes. Right? Yep. So is that part of a much bigger picture? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what evil takes place, God is not the author of it. However, he can bring a greater good out of that evil. He doesn't need the evil to do good. Wait, no, wait, wait, because... But he can bring a greater good out of that evil. This talks about God's sovereignty. That's right. So, so you say, say that again about the evil. Because I, I want to process that. I'm, I'm trying to process that. You know, what do you, what do you want me to say? My, 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 my fellow uh, students, <laughs> you said God... God is not the author of evil. Author of evil. But he can bring a greater good out of evil. Yes. He doesn't need evil in order to do good. Mm-hmm. Because there's some who think that. Yes. All right? But he can indeed bring a greater good out of the evil mm-hmm. that takes place. And evil comes not because of God, but mm-hmm. because of human decisions. Yes. We make the mess mm-hmm. that yep. the world is in. Yes. Not God. We want to blame it on God. Yes. No, he comes to redeem. And again, he works within the framework of free will. And I will tell you, that's what makes him so brilliant. And I'm using our language, our feeble language. Yes. Of course he's brilliant. He's God. He knows everything, right? He's ultimate wisdom. But to know that he can still bring exactly what he's determined to happen on a large scale, happen in spite of human choices, that is something else. That's great. Because you said, you, you had taught me uh, that, that free will authenticates love. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And God loves us. And if I love you, I'll give you the freedom to choose. Yes. Or reject. Yep. That's what love does. And I will tell you, we were supposed to talk about justice. Mm -hmm. Justice functions properly out of love. Mm. And that's why the Bible says, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm -hmm. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yes. But notice, self-love and love of neighbor comes out of loving God. Mm -hmm. So when Adam and Eve fell and that condition entered humanity and sin and death entered, all right, they lost the holiness out of which the justice of God was supposed to be applied through their leadership. Mm. So now what comes in? Injustice. Yes. And in order for injustice to function, it needs deceit and chaos. Deceit and chaos. Yeah. What if injustice That's why evil traffics in deceit. Yes. Deceit, injustice, and chaos. That's good. That's good stuff, man. That's really good. That's so <laughs> good. good. Wow. Well, I, and, and look, you know, unfortunately, we don't have enough preaching and teaching mm-hmm. that gives the kind of understanding we need. What, what Professor Carlo, my, my, my uh, seminary uh, mentor, taught me, and that he called it pedestrian theology. Mm. Where the people walk, where yes. the people live. And I think one of the things that's come out of these conversations that you and I are having, and people love them, you know, the congregation loves it, uh, is because it's pedestrian. Yes. It's where we live. It's where we walk. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Uh, because at the end of the day, when Jesus was facing the devil, he didn't scream, holler, shout, speak no. in tongues, nope. do cartwheels, break out in a song. No, it was an intellectual and emotional as well as physical exchange yes. that he had to keep his wits about himself, mm -hmm. understand how he was thinking, what temptation was coming his way. Yes. So that's very, very important. But you know, we live in a, we, we live in a, in, a, in a climate where we want everything instant. Can I take a pill for that? Yes. <laughs> Let me, you know, I want to be spiritual. Can I take a pill and just become spiritual? Can I take a pill and become anchored? Can I, can I take a pill and, 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 and defeat the devil? No. It doesn't no, work that way. Not at all. Yes. Oh, this is so good. This is so good. <laughs> good questions, though. Because what, what makes for great conversation mm -hmm. and learning is asking the right questions. Yes. And you could tell a lot about people by the questions that they ask. Yep. You could tell a lot about society by the questions it's asking. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you the questions that are coming up in, in our society right now about issues of race, mm -hmm. equity, deficiencies in services, whiteness, blackness, mm -hmm. all of that. These questions are telling a story about where we are as American society. Yes, you can, you can understand the climate of where we are. Yeah, by the and, questions that are being asked. And Good stuff, man. When are we gonna get to justice? <laughs> we can, we are, I don't mind keep going. We're gonna, we're gonna have to do that next so time good. or what? so good. Yeah, we, we need to because um, having conversations, you know, the, 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 the understanding equity, uh, understanding equality, understanding justice and how does justice play a role in equity and equality and is there a role for justice? Uh, you know, and then a basic definition that we can run with as Christians. Yeah. Uh, they say, okay, Pastor Jamal, can I get a definition for justice? I said, you know, Pastor's working on it. We, we have one. You know, the theology of the house, uh, it can speak to the definition for justice. And we can, and we can share that. Mm -hmm. You know, I love the passage in Micah. He has... Micah chapter 6, verse 8. Mm -hmm. He has told you or shown you, oh man, what is good yes. and what the Lord requires of you to do justice, this. to love mercy, yep. and to walk humbly yep. with our God. Justice, mercy, and humility. Wow. Those three things coming together. He said, that's what I want from you. Yes. And we don't do justice. No, we don't. We do injustice. Yep. And even if we stand by and allow injustice, we're complicit. Yeah. And those are conversations that are being had right now. And I think really when we talk about it is understanding the role that love plays in the conversation about justice. Yep. Because without, you have grace mm -hmm. and truth. Grace essentially is love. Yes. God's favor. Truth, you know what truth is, mm -hmm. right? Jesus brought grace and mm -hmm. truth. Yes. They work together. They balance each other. Mm -hmm. Grace is love, as I said. So why are they important in working together? Because truth sets free, mm -hmm. but love guides how we speak the truth. Yes, that's good. Because truth spoken without love can be weaponized yes. to hurt, mm -hmm. when essentially truth and love working together is meant to heal. Wow, truth without love can be weaponized and used to hurt. Yeah. And it's so true. People are weaponizing truth. Yes. And just because you're telling them yes. the truth, but you, if you're trying to kill me with it, yeah. that's not going to heal me. That's, that, that can go towards a marriage seminar right there. Oh, we got to stop here, man. <laughs> we got to break right here. Yes. Good stuff, man. Thank good you, stuff. buddy. Thank you. Uh, good that's good. That's good. Yeah, we, we, our people need this. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree.
in many ways, um, people in their spiritual context, mm-hmm. people in their ethnic, racial context, in their class context, mm-hmm. across the board, people need this. Yes. Amen. So thank you. All right. So what are we going to do? Pray? Pray out? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, as, as you were closing, I'm trying to sense, okay, Lord, where, where, where and uh, how should the prayer look? And um, I, I just think that we really need to you know, pray for individuals. Uh, open, I think of that song, Open My Eyes, Lord. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people are dealing with some, um, a lens that doesn't really uh, fit a lifestyle that God wants for them, a, a, a worldview that God wants for them. Well, you know what? That's what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. We're experiencing a clash of visions mm-hmm. of what America should be like, yep. what humanity should be like. It's a clash of worldviews. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their, their idea, yes. their opinion, yep. you know? So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this conversation today. Thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit guiding our tongue, our mind, our heart, guiding us step by step and understanding the needs of the people that are tuned in. Yes. It is indeed a time that there is a conflict of visions, people seeing differently how things should be organized, how things should work, the role that we should play in our society when there's only one true ultimate vision and that is the kingdom of God. Yes, Lord. And this is what Jesus asks us to pray for. Your kingdom come. Yes, Lord. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And your will is summed up. The law and the prophets summed up in these words. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, all of your being, the entirety of your being. Because if you do love God in that way, then you'll love yourself better and you'll love your neighbor and the common good will be achieved. So Lord, touch the eyes of our understanding. Open our eyes that we can see as a nation, as a world, as a society, the importance of your love, your life, and your light to heal humanity. Make us instruments of your peace. Make us your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your feet, your hands to bring healing to a world that is in great confusion. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, we speak peace to the chaos. Yes. May we rise to the occasion to make it happen. We ask and thank you. Jesus' precious name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That was a good prayer. Thank you. Hey, (laughs) I get that. (laughs) Now we exit. Yes, as we leave this place, whenever God's presence, Jesus Jesus is Lord, period. period. We We believe it, it, we we proclaim it, it, and we're we're seeing it come come to pass. pass. God bless and enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in to the A.R. Bernard podcast. I hope you were enriched by the information and or the conversation. Make sure... Subscribe by clicking the link in the bio to gain more information about me and the work that I'm doing. Again, thank you and God bless.